swear on your show, right? I mean, you, you I, I allow you to. I personally don't yeah. swear that much. But okay. This is a. Yeah, you can swear anything you want to say. Okay. It's, I mean, just I, I'm not. I'm not going to try to be like overly vulgar or anything, but just in case I say like. Fuck in between two other words. Like, that, you know oh, I mean? that's fine. But the thing is, yeah, because used to when I was on the college radio, you couldn't swear, and I'd mm. be like, "Hey, you can't swear." Yeah. But this is a new era for me. So yeah, if you want to swear, we'll get out there, and that's Sweet. fine. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I am Daniel Diesel. We are here at Proto Build Bar with another wonderful episode. And I got another excellent interview with the wonderful people here in Ohio. And this guy, he's something else. He does podcast work for all day in Ohio and he likes to play games. And he's a man of many interests. He is Sean Green. He's on my show. Welcome, sir. Hi. Hey, hell, hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for being on Ohio's on Fire, Sean. Thank, Green. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Do you prefer? What do you? Daniel, Dan, Danny, Diesel. I got a bunch of different names. Deezy. I go Diesel. Do you I, like that? I don't know if I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I go by. I go by Daniel Diesel, but sometimes there was a joke to me and some of my friends because mm-hmm. I love comic books. Sure. I sometimes go by Super Diesel. Like I, at night, it's Super Diesel. During the day, I'm just Diesel or Daniel. I, Daniel okay. Diesel. Soupy D it is. I'm calling you Soupy D for the rest of the app. Yeah, you give me a Soupy D. That's fine. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, I know I, I had an interview with Savannah in recent memory. Mm-hmm. She's a big fan of Dungeons & Dragons. I know that's how you two bond because you're also a big fan of role-playing games and uh, Dungeons yes. & Dragons. So I want to know, what's your skill level? Are you a rookie or are you a master? <laughs> what are you good? How good well, are you? I tell you, I tell you, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm not a rookie. All right. When it comes to okay, I'll, I'll say this. When it comes to rules, I'm, I will never be a master because rules I don't like it and they're confusing and it's too many numbers. So I'm always, I'm always have to be like, you know, wait, which, where is this on my, on my, on my, uh, on my character sheet? Which die is that again? That kind of thing. But when it comes to the actual like role playing as a character, I'm pro. I love it. It's yeah. my favorite thing. I always have a cool voice. I always have a neat backstory, and I always really get into it. Yes. Which typically ends up kind of inspiring the less comfortable, the little more introverted players to kind of come out and be like, "Okay, well, I guess if Sean's acting like an idiot. I guess I can do it too." Yeah, it was up in Doris Box. Yeah, act really silly. Yeah, I love it. It's a it's 
it's a really neat activity. And based on, for what Dungeons and Dragons does, I know most games they have a set storyline and set rules, and I guess they do as well. But you can make your own if you want to. Like you can create, like they give you a board, and I guess it's like the environment or the map of the game. But you can make anything you want. Like I was talking to Savannah how there should be a game where it's based on the city of Dayton. Like one part of the board is the Oregon District, the other is Webster Station, the other is I-75 and all that good stuff. There should be a game based on the city of Dayton and legendary figures. We're trying to find a bag of money that's worth $100 million. <laughs> okay. And we go into this whole big adventure. So that, we had a good talk over that. Are there still elves in this? There can be elves. Okay, sweet. Dope, dope, yes. dope, dope, dope. Because we said there should be abnormal figures in this sure. game as well to make it weird. Because I can just imagine Izzy Rock getting to a, a fight with an elf for oh, a bag yeah. of money. That'd be great. Ooh, I could see him being like some sort of weird, like a human, but like he has a bunch of like, he hangs out with a bunch of gnolls. Which, are you familiar with gnolls? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Okay. Uh, and I, I, be like, he'd be like in a gang of cool gnolls, and he's like the leader. That'd be dope. Yeah, but he's still Izzy Rock. He just oh, he's has, still, yeah. He just still. has some. He just has some powers. Yeah. But uh, we thought that'd be weird. And we talked about um, Bootsy Collins. He should be able to shoot fire from his guitar. Absolutely. And, I mean, it seems. Uh, we we. Uh, but Sean, you are the host of Halfway Okay, and I've had a chance to check it out. And you kind of have random topics each week. Oh, yeah. So, in the creature, you've talked about politics, you talk about, you know, what's going on in the environment, all good stuff. But I just want to ask, um, how do you come up with these subjects every week? Because you have to do research to know all this stuff. So, what do you do to prepare? Well, I think, I think you're giving me too much credit. <laughs> I, me and my co-host, uh, Danny Fastpaws, mm-hmm. we, we, we both don't really talk throughout the week or we do the weekly show we do it every week the show okay and uh, about to hit i think we are about 116 in the can at at that time of this recording and seriously every week it's just been we don't talk and then we come with a bunch of stuff that we think will make the other person laugh or bother them to the point where they get upset oh okay so it's it's kind of antagonistical Uh, so a lot of times when i you know antagonistical that's not a word it's not a word well Write the people Webster you know, Dictionary. They can put it in there. I'll write them. I know, I know Margaret there. She's great. That's a good uh, Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, so the topics, like, whenever I start talking about politics, it's yeah. usually me completely just going off and, 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 uh, and just railing against whatever's making me upset. It's not really that intelligently <laughs> crafted or anything. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, we do. It's, it's a very, it's a fun, weird show that uh, has no actual real... Um, uh, subject or main theme, so it's very difficult uh, for SOE and getting. Yeah, that's something new every, and I like that because <laughs> yeah. I, I think the best podcasts are those that are variety. Because I've told many people people this already. I like the Joe Rogan experience because mm-hmm. he is kind of different every episode. Mm-hmm. Which if I would like a show that's out there, they do tend to do, they do the same things every week. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but I can get boring. Well, so it's just, I guess yours is unpredictable. It, right? it is, it's unpredictable, and like you know, we could could we okay? We he, my co-host and I have a pretty good dynamic. We yeah. could do like a true crime podca- podcast or a Doctor Who podcast or yes. whatever. But then like I'll get bored of that almost immediately because yeah. I just don't have. You mentioned I am a man of many interests, yes. and that is unfortunately a downside of, uh, for me because yeah. I end up dabbling in all kinds of other weird shit that, like, I can't. <laughs> if I had to focus on just one subject, unless it were like, I, 
maybe Pokemon or maybe She-Hulk. Other than that, there's nothing else I want to talk about like that yeah. much. So it's it's uh, it's tough. I I have an idea. Like you, you, I know you said Please. you and your co-host, um, you guys just talk it out and you decide what you want to go with. I say um, write a bunch. I get a piece of paper. Write 20 ideas down because I remember I'm a creative writer. Mm-hmm. I actually do this for my creative writing. Like, like I get stuck on something. Like who do I want to talk to or what subject do I want to talk about? Sure. It's called list bubbling. Just okay. make a, just make a giant bubble. Like no, this I'm is writing why it down. I'm writing this, this down. Oh crap! List bubble. List bubble. That's what they call list bubbling or list list bubble. There's a bunch of different names. I don't know. All right. But um, yeah, just make 20 or 30 of them at a time. And then just to go to your buddy Danny, say, "Hey, we're going. We had all these ideas. We don't have to worry about any episodes ever again because we. You could probably make a year's worth of stuff just by, just by list bubbling. That's probably true. So, I'll, so I've, maybe that might work for you. All right, I'll, I'll take I'll it. I'll throw that out there. Um, that's me being a college smartass because I learned that in college. <laughs> I don't know. If you, I, did you go to college? Or? I did. I went to uh, a uh, an art, like a graphic design school in the area oh. uh, that was I'm still paying off. It was yes. very expensive and pretentious, but uh, but at least it got me a job, so now I can pay yeah. them money forever. That's that's good. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> and I literally went because they didn't have math classes. Absolutely. Because I I don't uh, I don't like math. Oh, well, that's, you know, your part, because when I went to college, well, Sinclair is where I started out. Mm-hmm. They, you have to do all these math courses. Like, you, you got to take three developmental math sure. before you get to the main one. And better, well, I guess some, if you don't have to do it, then you don't have to do it. But yeah. I had to. But anyway. Well, the thing about math that I hate so much is that there's no, like, right or wrong answer. There almost isn't nowadays, but they, you, have to, you also have to check the answer. Like, they don't. I don't like just, that. Like two plus, I loved it when it was just two plus three equals five. I, when it was simple back in second grade, but now you got you got now you got to answer it once. Yeah, you got to answer it twice. That's bullshit. Then <laughs> <laughs> show your work. Yeah, show your yeah. Whatever. Show me your work. Teach. Yeah, absolutely. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> now you do your show halfway okay. I imagine you've made some fans at this point. Do you ever get stopped on the streets saying, "Hey, it's Sean Green"? Oh, oh my god. No. Not like uh, that. No, my. <laughs> Back when I used to do public access stuff, yeah. there would be a, a, an unnerving amount of number of people that would like say hi to me on the street, which I always found very weird, and I yeah. didn't like that. Uh, okay. But no, especially now, I mean, I think you, you, you grossly uh, overestimate the people, our listenership. Yeah. Uh, no one listens, and, and most of them aren't local that do, so it's, yeah. it's very strange. Yeah, I sometimes get people, they say, hey, Daniel, I think that's you, and they'll, say they, they'll wave at me like they know me. And I'll wave back saying, hey, how you doing? And I'll go to someone. Like, usually I'm with someone. And I'll just say, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. I, so it, I get that sometimes. But anyway, um, but I want to know, um, your, do you care about the age range of your show? Because I know there's different markets and subgenres. Like oh, there's boy. kids. There's teenagers. Like with the, the nature of your show, do you care who listens to your show? Like do you care if kids listen to it? Or? I mean, a couple of kids, I think, have listened to it while it's in the background when their parents are listening the, to it. Oh, the parents. And that's always bad because we... Probably we a bad get, idea. We get into... We, I mean, this kind of... You know, we don't try to be like edgelord or nothing, but like we are, we'll totally talk about some fucked up stuff. <laughs> but uh, And we'll use all of the swears if you catch my drift. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, like... I'm not trying to do anything monetary with it. Yeah. So, like, I'm not... I don't have these, like... 
these these uh, ideas that like oh I'm gonna make it big as a podcast. It's like no, I'm gonna rot away at my office job and do this to scream into the void and do something creative until I hopefully die. Yeah. And then that's my whole thing. Yeah. So it's as far as demos and what ages of people are into it. Like I, as long as like an like an eight year old's not listening, I think we're okay. Yeah, they might want to wait a little bit before you listen to your type of programming. Yeah, they might want to wait a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I want to ask you, though, um, what is outside of your podcast or any ones that you've been on, which, what, what do you listen to, like, when you're downtime? Oh, Lord, God, heaven. I listen to a lot of pods, which is yeah. short for podcast. Have you heard yeah. of it? Yeah, of course. Okay, they're very, they're very hip right now. Yeah. I really, really I, – I love – I like video games quite a bit, so I listen to all the Giant Bomb podcasts that go out. If you're familiar with Giant Bomb, no, I'm not familiar with that. They're very, very good. Uh, I like they're uh, they're people my age talking about video games, which I always find good. Yeah. Um, I listen to that. I listen to um, Keith and the Girl here and there, uh, which I I enjoy. Yeah. Julie Klausner used to do a podcast which I really liked, but she doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, she's a great person. I like. Here, do you, are you familiar with Tom Sharpling? No, I'm not familiar with The him. Best Show? No, I'm not. I tried so hard to get into that, okay. and it's so hard. But I, I like it. But other than that, I, I listen to a lot of music, which I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, me too. You music. know, I, I was just, today I was just listening to, like, uh, I haven't listened to him in, in probably four years, but I just started getting into this big, deep stereo lab hole. Are you familiar with stereo lab? I am, yeah, I know them. Man, oh, man. They're so good. Yes. Like, they're they are tragically good. And it, it breaks my heart that they haven't put anything out in a long time. But, like, man, oh, man, yeah. they, we don't deserve that band, huh? They're yeah. too good. Yeah, I have, I have, I've heard of them. I haven't noticed they haven't put anything out in a while. But another music-related that I listen to, um, I forget what's called. It's in all. Oh, yeah, it's Tiny Desk um, from NPR. Because oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they do video versions, but they also have it in podcast form. I just... I guess I just like the environment of it because it's literally their office in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Bands perform and they sometimes talk to the audience between songs. So that makes it, that gives it that podcast um, it's vibe it's, when they start very, talking. It's, it's intimate. It's, it's, but it's, yeah, very intimate and the people clap. There's only like, there's like 30 of them, but they, they are crammed because this really is a small yeah. office space that they're in. And I love it. So it's good music and good podcasting. I, sh- I need to download that. Or put Tiny Desk. Video. Yeah, I should totally do that. I've watched them, the videos before. I didn't know they did a podcast. Yeah, it, well, it's the same. Like, you've seen the videos. It's just the audio. It's audio only for podcasting. Yeah, yeah. They, don't need, they don't need anything special just for a podcast. Although not yet, anyway. Maybe one day they will. But I just enjoyed it. It's quick. It's only it, The average episode is like... 18 minutes because they, they do four songs and then that's it. They talk in between. Yeah, that sounds great. They, I love it. So anyway, I want to ask you about, I guess I want your advice on where you think podcast is heading because you and me are both involved oh, in this boy. industry and we both love it. Um, we're in the middle of a podcast boom. I know since 2017, I looked this up. The available, the podcast series that are available to yeah. download is more than double. Like they say right now, there's 500,000 podcasts, unique series that's available right now. That's disheartening. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know when I talked to Savannah, she said that she didn't think that's a bad thing because it kind of separates the men from the boys. The good ones, if they're able to do well among all that mess, that means they're really good. Sure. And the other ones, they do fade away because it's frustrating to get audience when you have all this podcast oh, yeah. through. 
But I just want to know, what are your predictions for the podcast industry in the year 2020? Is it going to keep growing? Is anything weird going to happen? What do you see happening? Uh, you know, I, I, I am, I'm not qualified to answer that intelligently, but I, but I, I because I really, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, Can I suggest something? Cause sure. Video games are big now, but I do recall back in the early 80s, there was a big video game crash. Yeah. Because they had like a bunch of different systems out. It was a Atari, and then there was a bunch of different ones. Everyone was wanted making a, a video game system. There were so many that people couldn't keep up with them. Sure. And people just quit buying them all together. And of course, sure. There was that infamous E.T. burial, because they made the E.T. video game for Atari. Oh, yeah. It's like they three weeks, it, right? They, they thought it was going to sell big, and then... They got a bad review because there was a video game reviewer during mm -hmm. that time. They got bad reviews and no one bought it. They made like a million of these. Yeah. It was it was a disaster. So they went out to the middle of the Arizona, a desert in Arizona someplace. They buried all the games. And from, for the longest time, people thought it was an urban legend because like there's no way yeah. someone would bury that bury video games out in the desert. But it turned out to be true because yeah. about four years ago, there was a group of people, they did a scavenger hunt because... A lot of information about what happened had been lost or that they weren't certain where it was buried. Mm -hmm. um, a group of people got together. They went out to this desert spot. And, yeah, it's really, I, I say that it's a desert, but it's, I mean, I don't think it's quite, it's a sandy area. There's a mm -hmm. lot of sand and grass, so it's away from things. They went to it, and they found it, and they found a bunch of these ET games, so it turned out to be true. They, they made a the whole like a documentary on there it. There was a documentary. I, I still haven't seen that because a lot of people thought it was a lie. A lot, yeah, a lot of these urban legends are lies, but this was true. People were shocked, like, "Oh my God, they really did bury these games wow. out in the desert." But I guess what I was getting at, um, the video game people didn't play video games anymore. It took until 1986, about a solid five years, when Nintendo they, they were sneaky. They had to sell their units in the toy section. But yeah. that took off. Well, that's when they packaged it with Rob the Robot, which was a yeah. play thing, a toy. Yeah, it was yeah. a play toy. And, but that took off. People loved it. And so it did recover. But for podcasting, I feel like there could be a crash because there are so many out there. Well, yeah, like, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're, not, you're definitely not wrong. And then especially, like, every celebrity on the planet yeah. is just like, I don't know, I guess I'll do a podcast. And you can almost... When you listen to their podcast, and yeah. I, can't, I can't think of any celebrities in particular offhand yeah. at the moment, but you listen to them, and it's like, it's almost like, I guess I'm doing a podcast now, and there's a little bit of resentment to it. It's a little bit of, like, resistance to, like, I guess I have to fucking do this now, like yeah. all these millennials, yeah. or as I like to call them, millennials. Okay. It's cuter. Yeah, it's cute. You know, <laughs> but, like, it... it, it I, I feel like, but then they, they don't end up following through. It's maybe 57, 60, 100 episodes, and then their toast, they're done. Yeah, and they don't do it anymore. It's enough to it's enough for them to uh, to do in between their next big gigs. Yeah, and absolutely. And even then, like, I don't know. I know myself, like Conan O'Brien. I do listen to, I tried listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast. Yeah. And I love Conan O'Brien. I always have. He, the man is consistently funny. He's still very funny. I, yeah, yeah. There's something about I am tired, personally, as a podcast listener, who's been a fan of podcasts for a very long time. I'm tired of hearing about celebs and celeb stories because it's like, at a certain point, it's like, this is no longer relatable to hear some guy talk about how, oh, his 
father was a doctor, so he could do whatever he wanted, and then he eventually <laughs> got on, you know, a Mr. Show, and then became super famous. It's like, okay, neat. But I want, I want more weird, intimate stories, or yeah. sub, people talking about subjects that I'm, that I'm interested in. Kathy Leggett from DATV. Make sure you check us out on Time Warner Channel 5, 6, and 23, Sundays at 12 noon, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. See you at the next show. When does a joke become a dad joke? When? When it becomes apparent. So, I had a dream that I was swimming in a sea of orange soda. It was a complete fantasy. What's the difference between chopped beef and pea soup? What's the difference? Anyone can chop beef, but nobody can pea soup. Guy walks into an ice cream bar and he said, I'd like a scoop of tutti frutti and a scoop of chocolate. Guy behind the counter says, I'm sorry, we don't have any chocolate. Can I get you something else? Okay, I'll take a scoop of vanilla and a scoop of chocolate. I'm sorry, sir, like I said, we don't have any chocolate. Alright, well, how about a scoop of Rocky Road and a scoop of chocolate? And the guy's really frustrated behind the counter now and he says, Sir, can you spell van and vanilla? He says, sure, V-A-N. He says, can you spell straw and strawberry? S-T-R-A-W. Great, can you spell the freak in chocolate? There is no freaking chocolate. That's what I'm telling you, there is no freaking chocolate. There he is. Once upon a time, a young boy made a wish to journey to a land of magic with knights and royalty where he draws back the mighty bow and holds strong the swinging sword to feast and cheer the day, then drift off to sleep knowing that was magic. Yeah. Come celebrate 30 years of magic at the Ohio Renaissance Festival. About Conan, because I'm a fan of his, but and I'm I have listened to a few of his episodes of his new podcast, Conan Needs a Friend, and it's, apparently he's he loves podcasting himself, which is why he decided to get into that because the TV show that he does on TBS. Mm -hmm. I think he, he worked out a deal where he could spend less time on that, which is why the shows went to half hour to so a full hour. Yeah, the extra time he has now, he's now doing podcasts. In fact, Andy Richter. Just launched a podcast two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, he does one. And I've tried. I, I, if someone would have told me ten years ago that Andy Richter is going to have a podcast, I would have flipped out <laughs> and been like, "I want to listen to that." But now, I have such fatigue. So I think you're. I don't think you're wrong on this whole. There's a bunch out there. Too many pods, my man. But it's also celebrities. That's the thing. Is I know I, we had a discussion about this three months ago when Yumi was at the meeting here. Yeah. Um, some people think it is a good thing that celebrities get involved in podcasting because they, their fans are going to follow them. And the, the fans like the podcast. They're going to know what else is out there. Sure. So it's, 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 they think it's a gateway to podcasting in general. But I say that, I mean, the Conan, Conan O'Brien fans will listen to Conan, but that doesn't mean they're going to listen to you or me. Exactly. Like how they're going to find us. You're, you, what, the people that, and honestly, I don't, 
I would feel weird if someone like, yeah, I started listening to podcasts when I listened to Serial and Conan, and then I found you guys. I'd be like, who the hell are you? You're a creep. Get away from me, nerd. Because why? There might the podcast that I do is nothing like Conan. It's nothing like any of those things. It is. It is a very weird, intimate. You almost have to have listened to the very beginning to know the inside yeah. jokes, and it's almost. <laughs> It, it's it's almost walled off on purpose yeah. to kind of be like, oh, you you worthy dog. It's a very old. It's kind of a very old way of listening of, of making a podcast. Because yeah. I, I started listening to uh, back a million years ago. Have you ever heard of? And these are all they these people have progressed into being terrible people. <laughs> but uh, nobody likes onions. Red Bar Radio, Reckless Media Radio. Have you ever heard of any of these podcasts? Not really. They came out before podcast was coined. It was internet radio. Oh, and they yeah. did these shows. A lot of them are still going and going sort of strong. Yeah. But they've taken very weird, very mean-spirited way of doing a show because it was such a it was a novel idea to even have internet radio that ended up becoming podcasts. So I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm well, not I'm not trying to say like I our show's so special. But it kind of is because we're not doing we're not celebs. We're not going with subject matter that, that people want to listen to. Because we're not so, celebs ourselves. We can't do a celeb podcast because we're not famous And there's, So there's no way someone would discover my podcast if yeah, they were they listening to Conan that. or Serial or, you know, Invisibilia or anything. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to try to find us either because they would... I just feel like that's kind of a risky proposition. I, yeah. think, I think Conan fans are just going to stick around for... Conan. Well, I think they'll also listen to Mark Marin because Conan is a big fan of Mark Maron and his mm-hmm. What the F podcast, and I think that's why Conan actually did because he's had Mark Maron on his TV show like eight or nine times. Yeah, and He is a good podcast, so shout out to Mark Maron if you somehow are listening to this. I doubt it, but shout out anyway. I think, I do agree with you, I think what you're going with it is that podcasting was a do-it-yourself art form mm-hmm. back when we got started as internet radio back in the mid-2000s. It was like the newest deal. And YouTube was like that as well when it first came out in 2005. There was these people you never yeah. heard of. They were doing some cool shit. But now that, now you can go to Guitar Center and pick up a streamer's kit or a podcast kit. Yeah. A $60 one-in-the-can solution to make becoming your own YouTube celeb. And I'm like, yeah. this has become very, very crowded. Crowded and easier. They've made it easy to access yeah, this equipment. And used to, yeah, I remember... Because this series that I did, before I did college radio, I was an internet radio show myself, so I can relate to the aspect of what you're talking about. You start out when the equipment isn't there. And I really, and you do, I did feel exclusive. Because mm-hmm. it is something, because that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it, because Conan and Jay Leno and Howard Stern, I mean, I love those guys, but they have a career, they have, they made oh, it for, sure. they made it for the gateway. Because mm-hmm. that's what you call gateway entertainment, or the gatekeepers. Um, and they get, you got to all those people. But there's a lot of talented people. They don't necessarily express themselves in the manner that those guys do. It comes out in other forms, in other audiences. And that's what made podcasting so special to begin with. It did create new stars. Mm-hmm. And now celebrities, they already have the money. They're, they're just using podcasting to make even more money. And that was kind of where I came off as a Debbie Downer because I suggested... You know, these celebrities, because Ellen, there's a rumor she's going to start her own podcast of course. in a few years. And the people love Ellen, 
And I don't have anything against Ellen, but no, she's a star. But yeah. but the person that's going to listen to Ellen's podcast is not going to listen to my podcast. They yeah. probably aren't going to listen to your podcast or Izzy Rocks. They're it, not going to exactly. Find. It's so it's it's. I mean, at a certain point, yeah, I don't know. At a certain point, it's it's kind of different audiences. Yeah. It's kind of like if we were putting on our own weird avant-garde play in the park that we wrote ourselves while drinking vermouth and smoking clove cigarettes. Yeah. It, People are still going to go out and see the next Marvel movie. Yeah, of course. they don't. They're not going to necessarily go and see this weird play that we're making in some back alley. Yeah, it's it's just a different way. It's just a different weird thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's it's, it's weird. So before I move on to the next subject, sure. I, do, I do predict for podcast. I think there's going to be a crash, and it's something that we'll have to deal with. But then it'll recover because I think podcasting is never going to go away no but there's going to be a peak in valley i do think we're going to be on our way to a big crash and i think it's going to happen in late 2020 because you know what's going to happen november 2020 a new election yep regardless of who gets be either the guy that we have now is re-elected or we have a new person who is that who is that i think his name what's is his name cheeto mick Trumpo? Oh, that's I, really that sounds, that's our president sir i don't know i think that's his name cheeto mick <laughs> that makes sense that, that sounds good um, but, so handsome. Oh, yeah, I heard he's a cutie. Uh, anyway. But, you know, there's going to be people going to be trolling over that, like, oh, I don't want this sure. president. And people's going to podcast about it. And that's going to tick a lot of people off, regardless of who gets it or not. It just is. Um, and I think I do predict that there's going to well, podcasting will decrease, and then it's going to have a rough 2021. And I think the people that will stick around will be you and me, and, and anyone that's doing really, really good already. I don't foresee Joe Rogan or Conan quitting theirs because oh, no. their audience is investing in their show. But I think the people that are in it, because either the B-list celebs and the people who did this, who thought they was going to make money, they're just going to quit. And it'll be back to the people that should be doing it to begin with. Yeah. And that's my prediction. Well, it's as good as any other prediction I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you're you're like, you're about to hit, like at the time of this recording, you're about to hit like 200 episodes, right? Yeah, what well, is the, I'm going to do a stream special. That'll be the 200. When this comes out, this will be like 204 or 205. Oh, well, this, hello this week... from the past. Yes, I hello. hope we didn't die. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's significant. So, it's, it's. Yeah, it's just plowing through and not stopping. I mean, I don't know how many other podcasts, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're friends with, or we've gone to the podcast meetups with, um, like, Conspiracy Theory Thursday, yes. which they're, they're taking a hiatus right now. Yeah. And that always terrifies me, because I'm like, yo, dog, you coming back? Because I love their podcast. Yeah. But I'm yeah. always like, it's been like two and a half months, are you coming back? Yeah. So it's like, it, it's hard to do. And, and it's not, uh, it, it's not a rewarding thing to do the way people think it is it, it's, yeah but it's, also, but the thing is that that can go either way because I, I was on too much myself for i'm doing these recordings again but you know it, it avoids burnout yeah because there are people they feel like they have to do it every single week that's me like they say um i do this needs to be out next week i haven't done anything yet what i do now i feel I think it'll help me is that I take my vacations, mm -hmm. but then I record stuff a month in advance before I want to start releasing stuff, releasing stuff again. 
And then I'm going to record more stuff the other month. All my newer, the stuff I haven't released yet is now just coming out. And the Izzy Rock did that, and I figured that's what kept him from burning out, because I think the longest vacations he takes, he'll be off for like a month, mm-hmm. but then he'll come back. He may, and he makes like two episodes a week. But he also, he's... Um, he, well, he's really good. I feel like um, there's a lot of cinema in the making podcasts like mm-hmm. he does. Um, or maybe it's just the format, because he does... Because I, I sometimes wonder how he doesn't burn out. And, yeah, his vacations are a lot shorter than mine, but more power to him if he can pull it off. Oh, yeah. I love Izzy. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Moments of terror. Chilling new video from inside a bar that shows the moment that gunman tried to get inside. Surveillance video showing people early Sunday morning scrambling for their lives, ducking into that bar to get away from 24-year-old Connor Betts, police shooting him right by the entrance. We have looked like nine or ten shots. Dylan Arnold was trying to walk out of the bar as the shooter was rushing the door. You think you have time to react. You're going to do something cool, something macho, but you don't. In this video, you'll see as he's flung across the room. (laughs) Dylan says the person who pushed him back, saving his life, the bouncer, Jeremy Ganger, seen here crouched by the door. He stood there. He was just a little off to the side, just getting people in. He kept looking around the corner, kept just his main goal was to get as many people in the club. If he wasn't there, and especially if the officers weren't there, I know I'd be gone. The shooter able to kill nine, injuring over a dozen in less than 30 seconds. Strangers desperately seen trying to help performing CPR. Among the dead, the shooter's sister. Police say the gunman was carrying these two 100-round capacity magazines, which are legal to own, and he fired at least 41 times. As authorities scour the alleged shooter's background for a motive, former high school classmates tell ABC News he once made a hit list naming classmates he either wanted to kill or sexually assault. ABC News confirming the reports with the girl's parents. He did make a list of women that he wanted to kill, many of whom I was friends with. It's the time for everyone's favorite segment here on Hiles on Fire. It is now time for OH, MVP, Ohio's most valuable pedestrian. Ooh, ah. Now, with this segment, um, there's always a story in Ohio about a people or a group of people that did something very interesting in Ohio. It's a feel good or it's weird in a good way. Um, and of course, there's always, we've, they don't have been for a lot this summer. So one of the big, since I've been gone, one of the biggest tragedies ever hit Dane, Ohio, took place at the Oregon District. There was a mass shooting. Um, it happened on August, um, was it 3rd or 4th, the mass shooting? I think it was August 4th. Something like that. Yeah, I think, I think it was August 4th. If I'm, correct me in the comments section if I'm wrong about the date. But yeah, there was a bad mass shooting in the Oregon District. It took nine lives, and a lot of people were injured. And one of the things that came out of this is that it was another mass shooting in America. It was awful, awful to deal with. But there was a lot of good that came out of this because the guy that did the shooting, he was he was in a crowded area, and he had plenty of ammo. He could have potentially killed hundreds of people if he wanted to. But sure. the cops of Dayton, Ohio, they act. They acted very quickly. They were alerted about a shooting going on. They stopped at, I think, 58 seconds after he made his first shot. 
and he was about to go into Ned Peppers. Um, and I'll get to Ned Peppers in a little bit. Just last week, the cops of Dayton, Ohio, plus the cops of El Paso, Texas, they were on. They were given the Medal of Honor by President Cheeto. Um, and but it was an amazing honor. What they did was cool, and they do they do deserve it. And they'll be talked. What they did will be talked about for decades to come and generations. There are other heroes, but before I get into that, um, where were you at during the mass shooting, and what were your thoughts when you heard about this mass shooting? I was actually in in Cincinnati okay. at the time, which uh, when we were going to, to bars and stuff like that, so yeah. it could have easily been yeah. the Oregon district. I mean, like big woman. A lot of people can probably say that doesn't make me like yeah. I boy listen, but like. It, being being not at home when I heard that made it all the more surreal and fucked and like and, yeah. and, and really just like I was mad, man. I was mad and scared. I still am mad and scared. It's the it's some of the grossest shit. Like yes, and and it's like so soon after another mass shooting. Yeah, and then you're so confused about what even the you know. The the, uh, the motivations were. It's so easy just to lump it in with, oh well, the other one was a you know a racist piece of crap. So I'm sure this one is too. It's like, oh no, it's just some grody incel, you know, schizoid misogynist prick. It, it, this time, it's like it's like wh- how many flavors of mass shooting are there? It's 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 crazy. And the fact that one came so close to home, yeah, that, like that was scary. Yeah, I, I was, uh, and then going through people like, just going through my. <laughs> my social media feed and being like I haven't talked to the, uh, some of the people that live in Dayton and work in Dayton in a long time and just going through their feed and be like are you still alive? Okay cool are you still alive? It just that's a that's a really gross feeling. Yeah. That's a that's, it's painful to hear about. And, and just the detachment from I don't know it, it, it just it really made me feel real real bad. <laughs> it's a hot take. Absolutely. Um, and when I heard the news um, I was at my home back in Xenia. My mom actually called me in the middle of the night. This was like about seven in the morning she called me because I didn't know about this. I didn't have my computer on. I was home for the evening. I, I, every once in a while I go to the Oregon District, not always. So she was worried when she first heard about it. She thought maybe I would have went out to a party. So she called me and let me know. There was a mass shooting in the Oregon District in Dayton. I just want to make sure you're okay. And I appreciate her doing that definitely. And, and then that's when I finally logged on Facebook because that woke me up. Like, what's going on here? And I saw all the coverage. There were cops everywhere at the Oregon District, a place mm-hmm. that's normally that, that doesn't have chaos like it did that night. No, it was just weird to see because the Oregon District is a peaceful place, and there's some very tragic happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen there ever again. I think we're we're making efforts to to decrease mass shootings. I. Don't know the progress of it. I know that's that's another hot debate. Like, what should we do with the guns? Because we shouldn't have we shouldn't have bad people like um, the guy that did the shooting here in the Oregon district. He shouldn't have a gun, or we should make sure he doesn't get a- access to them. Other people say uh, we just got to take our chances. So that, that's that's always going to be up in the air, like how we deal with that. But I do know that um, there were a lot of heroes in the situation that kept the. the a bad situation could have been worse. And the cops, they got honored. There was someone else who was who did some very heroic, and his name is Jimmy Granger. He is a bouncer at Ned Peppers, and he also used to be a pro wrestler. Because when I heard about him, I was like, oh, he's he used to wrestle for Rockstar Pro and Heartland Championship Wrestling. 
that's based here in Dayton, Ohio for many years. And um, what he did, he actually um, saw the shooter come towards his bar. He ran outside, he saw the guy with the gun. I guess he kind of lunged at him and like, hey, get out of here, you're not welcome. The shooter, he was able to recover enough, like if the cops hadn't gone there, like if the cops were another two seconds, he, the shooter was ready to kill Jeremy. He was gonna get his gun and wham, and there would be another death. But just in time, the cops got to this guy. Wow. And, and it was things that Jeremy was a big part of a lot of people not dying that night, and he could have died himself. And so with that, I think for this episode, a guy who I think will be under the radar and his efforts in what he did that night, it's Jeremy Gringer, former pro wrestler, our own good guy. He's a great bartender at Ned Peppers from I've heard. I don't go to Ned Peppers that much, but he sounds like he's a great guy. And he is a hero in Dayton, Ohio. So for this episode, Jeremy Gringer, you are OH MVP, Ohio's most valuable pedestrian.
of Ohio is on fire. That was my interview with Sean Green. Please check out his podcast, Halfway Okay. You can find it on iTunes and any place you can get your podcast. Now with that, it's now time for my final message for this episode. I want to talk furthermore about the Dayton mass shooting that took place in Dayton, Ohio. And I'm recording this several months after it did happen. Of course, this mass shooting I'm referring to, they called the, the 2019 Dayton mass shooting. Took place on August 4th, 2019. Connor Stephen Bates shot and killed nine people. 27 people more were injured. 17 of whom were shot by the gunman who was killed by police within 32 seconds of the first shots. So that was the amazing thing about this is that the police got there very quickly. In fact, the police, since then, they were honored by the White House with a Medal of Honor for their courageous work. Saw a police force that was involved in stopping the shooter. For how many individuals there was, um, police-wise, it was amazing. Yeah, they said, according to Dane Police Chief Richard Bale, 20 seconds after the shooting began, law enforcement officers are on the scene engaged the gunmen. Of course, within 32 seconds of the gunman's very first shots, the gunman was shot and killed. Police, local police evacuated many nearby night venues and warned Dane residents to stay away for the Dayton. Oregon, Oregon Historic District for the rest of the night. Things were cleared. Of course, for weeks on end, there were some several medias, media outlets covering this. It was a big deal. Because even though um, the the historic Oregon District is a night nightlife place, it is like because it's in a city, but Dayton is a small city, so it's not big and loud as you would in New York City or Los Angeles. So it is kind of interpersonal. It's among young adults and people who love the party and want to have a good time. I have been to the Oregon District myself many times over the years to have a good time, to go see shows at Wiley's Comedy Club, to go to Blind Bob's, to go to Yellow Cap Tavern. It's a place to enjoy life. This does not happen on the night on August 4th. Some evil idiot decide to take lives because he's sick in the head. But luckily, the police did their job, and this guy cannot hurt anyone else. Of course, there was a big aftermath. I want to share some of the aftermath that's taken place in the most. Of course, I mentioned the police squad of Dayton. They were given a Medal of Honor from the White House for that, for their efforts. Following the shooting, Ned Pepper's Bar had posted a message on Instagram reading, All of our staff is safe and our hearts go out to everyone involved as we gather some more information. Mayor Ned Whaley thanked the officers for a quick response, saying that it was certainly prevented more deaths. She also spoke on how hard the day would be for the city and the families affected. Ohio Senator Rod Portman and Governor Mike DeWine offered their condolences. Of course, the same night that this happened, the El Paso shooting took place as well, which occurred 13 hours prior. Multiple Democratic 2020 presidential election candidates called for police, stronger police action and political action to eliminate gun violence in the United States. And of course, some individuals spoke that. Of course, members of the Republican Party they spoke that as well. That's another big debate because not everyone agrees with that action. They believe that some people do believe this is an isolated incident that the gunman had did this. That this doesn't ha this doesn't happen every day, but it happens way too often. In fact, there was two mass shootings that happened in one day, and they did. There was a report that in this country there had been. 
more than 200 mass shootings in less than the first 200 days of the United States this year. That's scary. That that did that was the most of any country that had that was considered a developing country or a developed country, such as the United States, as they are more established. But they have way too much violence, and a lot of it has to do with morals. These people that are doing these shootings, they are angry with society, and they they get into such a fit of rage that they decide to take it out on somebody. And we're seeing it way too often. Like, it was shocking when first happened with the Columbine shootings back in 1999. It was unheard of when that happened. But now it's becoming the norm where we now have to be fear for our lives for this to happen. Because it happens way too frequently. Lots of school shootings since that time in 1999. Lots of nightclub shootings. There's already called the Orlando nightclub shooting at that nightclub back several years ago. And those are just a few examples. There's way too many to list, I believe. Seems like what happened in Dayton was the tipping point because we realized, listen, we can't just sit here like sitting ducks because sitting ducks get shot at by hunters, but we're not sitting ducks fit to be shot at. We should be able to walk the streets safely. and Right now we cannot do that. It, make, it makes this holiday season more, a little bit more traumatic because you never know if some idiot is going to pop out with his gun, if he's angry at the world as well, and he's going to start shooting people. I won't be able to shop in peace. I believe we should be able to do that. But the fact that there's now a possibility, there's even a strong, there's just a much stronger possibility than there was years ago. When I hear about these things happening, I don't want to even leave the house anymore. People are staying at home. That's why people shop online. That's not the main reason. But that does play a factor. That is one of the reasons people do shop online and never leave the house because of this nonsense. I would like to see us band together, do something about this. And also, we shouldn't live. I, I hope that we're not living in fear because I tell myself and my family all the time I'm not going to live in fear anymore because I'm definitely no baby that needs to be coddled when something bad happens. The um, Oregon District of Dayton, Ohio, they're going to fight strong, Dayton strong all the way. Since their tragedy, they have recovered quite well. The Dane Foundation is collecting donations for the victims to pay for their hospital bills. They're cleaning up the debris that happened at the Oregon District at the spot where the shooting took place. And of course, at the end of that month, Dave Chappelle did his historic block party, similar to what he did with that documentary of his 10 years ago. He did another one for Dayton, Ohio. They shut down parts of Dayton, Ohio. He set up middle of the Oregon District, and it was the biggest turnout ever for an Oregon District event. It raised a lot of money. He did the concert for free for anyone that signed up in advance. Of course, that was another point of conflict. I do feel like his heart was in the right place. Some people say that was convenient for him because that midnight he had a comedy show on Netflix dropping his stand-up special. And a lot of people, I guess you can't please everyone, but this was for a good cause. Whether you like Dave Chappelle or not, Rather, this was another power grab on his part. That's another. That'll be another conversation for another time. That is worth a deep dive in some of the people who think he his heart wasn't in the right place. This was for a good cause. Let's focus on the fact that it raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, and lots more money will be raised over time. And I've, and of course, the typical Johnsons they donate ten dollars to this cause already, and this fall, this winter. <coughs> I will be donating some more money 
to the Dayton Foundation to help the Dayton Sheen victims. I don't know what date I'll do this, but this winter that's something I'm willing to do this holiday season. I do highly recommend it because a lot of people ask me if I was okay because I do go there every once in a while. A lot of my family go there sometime. So my advice to everyone's listening to this podcast is to not live in fear of mass shooters. Try not to. I know that's easier said than done, but find strength. You'll be fine. You will be fine. You'll find love in your heart for the things that you do when living out in this world, especially for those in Dayton that go to the historic Oregon district. Continue to do that this holiday season. Great things will happen. So until the next episode, I am Daniel Diesel, Sean Green, City of Dayton, people who are heroes. That's the way it is. It will not be right. I'm going to leave you all without acknowledging all these great musicians. On guitar, Mr. Yohei Nakamura. On percussion, Mr. Yohei Nakamura.